and welcome to Squid Pro Quo, a Squid Game podcast where there are only three rules. One, a player is not allowed to stop podcasting. Two, a player who refuses the podcast will be eliminated. And three, the podcast may be terminated if the majority agrees. I'm not wow, sure where to beautiful. take it from there. That uh, was beautiful. Uh, we're the I'm Squid very Boys. Scared of the po- yeah, we're the Squid Boys. <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm Mike, and you may know me from other things. And that is Sean, the guy who hosts the podcast. And you may know him from other things, but we decided we wanted to do a Squid Games podcast because we both watched the show, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, to be specific, Mike texted me or DM'd me on Discord or whatever. Uh, Two hours ago, <laughs> and was like, "Let's do a and Squid Game now podcast." Now here we are. Now here we are. I want. I want to set a disclaimer for this a little bit. Is this? Mm-hmm. Yes, we've already watched the show, but we're going to be recapping it and talking about our favorite parts. But we will not be spoiling any of the future episodes in each episode. So it's safe for you if you haven't watched the show yet. You can watch along as we as we do it. Like watch an episode, listen to our episode. Watch an episode, listen to our episode, like that. Two. Sean and I know nothing about Korean culture. This is like the first Korean thing I've ever watched in my life. Sean, you said mm-hmm. it's the second. Yeah, I saw watched. Parasite. So, I... so if we say something weird or don't pronounce things right, which we will not pronounce things right, just you know, just don't be too mean about it. Just <laughs> yeah. don't. You can don't be a like, little mean. <laughs> you can be a little mean. We're okay with that, but don't you know? I already get made fun of enough on my other podcasts about saying things wrong, so. You know, mm-hmm. at least this is a whole different language and not the English language, which I'm really terrible at s- speaking as well. So, yeah, we've seen it all. So we know every twist and turn, but we are going to guide you very gently and slowly and sometimes not gently and slowly through Squid Games. Yeah, together. I, I was going to say, I don't think there's a whole lot about this show that's gentle and slow. <laughs> for for the record. Sean, you were watching with. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, no. So. This is for both of us. Uh, this will be the second time watching it because we've watched it yes. through all the way. But I'm watching it for the second time subbed, and I watched it for the first time subbed as well. I am watching it dubbed for the second time, but I watched it subbed for the first time. And so I'm going to try to remark on differences. Uh, I'm still watching with the correct subtitles. I don't know if you saw this on social media, Sean, but there yeah, was a I lot saw of, that. you know, uh, to do a lot of to do about. Make sure you're using the right subtitles. Don't use the English CC because that is for people who are um, that is for people who um, are hearing impaired. Where the just the English subtitles is what you want because the English the CC subtitles um, tend to tell you about sounds as well, not just the voices. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah, so that's why. The, but they also just get stuff wrong in the English CC version. So yeah. it, it, you know, the you want your um, subtitles to be English. Not the English CC on Netflix. Just, you know, but there's a lot of stuff about social media on that, but I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. That's crazy that even like, even though it's just supposed to be adding additional context, it's, it's changing the dialogue. That's wild. Yeah. There's just stuff that it like, it, it, it's like a translation of a translation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so if someone like is taking, I don't know, it's, that's just how it works sometimes. Well, cause, um, I don't know how much you know about deaf culture, but they don't, um, use metaphors, huh? Metaphors don't exist in their in their language. So okay. uh, my, my stepmom, um, she's a she's a uh, translator. Okay, um, and 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 Jason actually knows quite a bit of sign language because of that. 
Yeah, I think I've my heard brother, you guys my brother, mention that. If you guys don't know who that is, he's my brother. Anyway, uh, so I, I know a little bit about it, and they don't use metaphors. Um, it just doesn't it doesn't exist. Like, so they just they're very literal about everything. So I think that's why I some see. of that is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we should get into the episode. Yeah. So today we're covering the episode "Red Light, Green Light." And the little synopsis on Netflix is, hoping to win easy money, a broke and desperate Jihan agrees to take part in an enigmatic game. Not long into the first round, unseen horrors unfold. So the episode kicks off with an explanation of what Squid Game is, what a Squid Game is. And it's a childhood game in a squid-shaped, you know, court. Which, already, already, is that a squid? I, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> it's better than like a half circle square game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a squid without the without the legs. Maybe, maybe that's what a squid looks like when you're gonna eat it. I don't know. I don't eat. I don't squid. know. Me neither. But what I found interesting about the dub versus the sub is that the sub calls the uh, move of walking across the neck of the squid. The secret inspector, but in the dub they call it Inspector Royale. Interesting. So, w- which are you, Sean? Are you the secret inspector? Or are you Inspector Royale? Well, now I'm questioning. Um, if I watched the first episode, the first time around with the with the CC subtitles or the normal Eng- English subtitles, because I definitely remember, you remember Inspector, Inspector Royale. Royale. Yeah. Yeah. No, they. The the English subs call it Secret Inspector, but if you listen to yeah. the, the voices, like the English dubs, they say Inspector Royale. I think I want to be the Inspector Royale. I think I, I like I, Inspector I, Royale better. It's got Maybe a it's bit of it's a like flare? a victory royale. Yeah. Oh, number one victory royale. I'm the Inspector Royale. Yeah. Oh. Jihan's voiceover telling us about Squid Game and how great it is to win, and it's just kind of a setup for you know what's going on, and it's important later in the series, I suppose. But knowing the rules of Squid Game, not really important. Just that it's a game that exists, and that's the name of the show, right? Mm-hmm. So we cut forward to uh, our our main guy, Gihan, and his life, and he's like he's kind of a scumbag. Yeah, a little bit. He's like sitting at home. And his mom is, like, doing everything for him. And he's kind of yelling at her for doing everything for him. Right. He's like, wow, you work too hard, but also where's all the money? Yeah. So I can buy my (laughs) 10-year-old daughter fried chicken. Yeah. Which I think that's definitely, I feel like that's a a cultural thing that I've heard before about in in South Korea and fried chicken. Like fried chicken's a big deal? I, I think it, I think I've heard that before somewhere else. I mean... Fried chicken's kind of a big deal here. It depends on who you're talking to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know if it's my birthday meal, but I like fried chicken. But yeah, we kind of get the idea that he's kind of like, a, you know, he's he's kind of a leech on his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he steals her debit card and takes it to the the horse races to bet on horse races with his lowlife buddy. And he's very, like, nonchalant about all of it. Like, when they're doing the whole thing and he's trying to get the money out... He like he puts in the original passcode was his birthday and it doesn't work. And he's like laughing about how his mom no longer has his birthday as the passcode for her right. card. <laughs> like and eventually he figures out it's the, the his uh, his daughter's birthday. Yeah. Have you ever met anybody in real life like him? Like him? Yeah. <sighs> like, hmm, I don't know if I've ever 
Like, I've definitely met people that I'm like, you're probably like that. But I, I don't think I've ever known anybody or had a friend that's been to his extent. I, as far as like the horse racing and stuff goes, I've definitely met people like that. Oh. Not necessarily that they're stealing money from their mother, but they're like constantly at the racetrack. They owe people tons of money. Oh, I, I've known people like losing. that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they paint his, his character very well in this first episode. It's a lot of character building. Oh, yeah. And uh, he wins. He wins big on six and eight. Yeah, and this is something I wrote down that uh, immediately stuck out to me. Do you know how much he won from that that horse race? Uh it it was uh not off the top of my head, no. He won four million five hundred sixty thousand. Uh, won. How four, much five, is six. that in 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 U.S. currency? I have no idea. But also, what why why it stuck out to me is because four five six. Oh. Which, when he gets into the game later this episode, is his number. That is funny. I didn't yeah. realize that. Uh, something funny that I realized while watching this show is I kept wondering, you know, with prize money, like, how much is that? Like, if I was going to win, how much is that? Yeah. And the moment I started to type in a number, Google search was like, Juan? Because yeah. so <laughs> many people are watching the show in America and have no fucking clue how much that is. Yeah. 10,000 won is like eight and a half bucks. So 4,560,000 won is like $3,800. So that's a good amount to win at the racetrack, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. At the, at the racetrack for sure. His debt collectors come for him His loan sharks. Yeah. And uh, apparently in, in, in South Korea, they're a little, uh, they can be a little more loose with uh, beating people up for that <laughs> stuff. I know that stuff happens here too, but I, yeah. I they they run this guy down and that one dude like <laughs> tastes his blood. Did you mention to me when you yeah. were watching it? You DM me like I fucking forgot this happened. Yeah, I forgot he eat, he eats his blood and says, "Oh, it's very sweet." Gonna make you a must soup. be eating. You must be eating good, is what he says. It's like, wait, uh, does blood taste different depending on what you eat? I know like other bodily fluids do. But blood? That might... Other bodily fluids. Good job. Uh, I'm not going to go further with that. You're not going to get me to say what I meant. Um, I guess if your blood sugar is high, right, it would probably taste sugary, right? This definitely seems like it would be an important thing for you to nail down before you do that Castlevania podcast. Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll look into it. You got to do that. And also report back here, of course. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys know. He basically signs away his rights if he doesn't pay him by a certain time. He owes him a lot of money. They, it's kind of a brutal like takedown. You know, they they're about to cut his capillaries, yeah. and his nose, and 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 you know they're. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was like a real. Apparently, that's like a real you know, good way to to kill someone. I don't know if it would have killed him because like you, when your nose bleeds, it's usually because you busted a capillary in your nose. Yeah, but if you, you slice him open like that. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that he'd die, but it would not be good for him. I still didn't know that. I'm d- dumb. <laughs> fun, fun thing we we glossed over, but when he wins the money, he leaves a little tip for the the lady yes. working the counter, yes. and he has to go back and ask her for it because he's broke again. Uh, and that's just like it's another character building moment for him that shows like you know this guy's a dirt bag. Like, and I, I love how excited he is when he wins and how he's just like, oh yeah, you can buy whatever he's talking to his daughter on the phone. You can get whatever food you want. Fried chicken. Yeah. Shh, that ain't, no-. you know, just like he, and 
we've we see it again with him later when he when he wins money from playing the game in the subway later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. He just like like he feels so accomplished and has this shit eating grin and like it it, it it makes the character not as likable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he, he, cause he's like singing later on, you know, just, I don't, oh, even, yeah. I don't know what the song is. He's singing. I, do you know what the I, song I, is? He's singing? I, I have no idea. I, I wanted to look that up and I forgot, but maybe I'll look it up next time. Anyway, he goes and wins a, a present out of a crane for his daughter. <laughs> well, he, he, he has his little kid help him. He had, this little kid helps him and he doesn't even look to see what's in the box. The little kid doesn't get anything out of that either. I'm, I'm assuming he threw him a couple bucks, right? I don't know, man. We didn't see it. Yeah, I guess that's true. So he um, meets his daughter for, for dinner, and she's 10, and she's adorable. Oh, she's so adorable. Also, he gives her the present. He, gave, he, he opens it up, and it's, there's, like, there's like a... At first, they think it's like a real gun inside. Right, like, and he's like, well, women need this for war. Like yeah. They, he thinks he's giving his daughter a real gun and he's okay with it. Yeah, he's like, all right. And so she picks it up and she points it like real close to him and pulls the trigger and a little flame shoots out the end. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. It's like a it's like a novelty gun, trick gun, right? But man, she she still pointed that thing real close to him and he was totally chill. And she pulled yeah, that trigger. Yeah, I never noticed that, actually. You're right. That was pretty pretty weird that she <laughs> pointed the gun at her dad. Because I was going to say, I really enjoyed the relationship between the two because he's oh, like, yeah. she knows he's like scummy, yeah. right? But yeah. she still loves him. It's her dad, right? Yeah. And so she's like, dad, you can't, you can't get into fight. If you're going to get into fights, don't get beat up. Dad, you got to stop smoking. Dad, this and that, you know? And uh, I, I just, I like their relationship, even though he's not a very good dad. Right. I think it's a He's, very realistic one as well. Agreed. Agreed. Girls love their dads, no matter mm. what, even if they're, you know, bad. Deadbeats. <laughs> Deadbeats, yeah. So he drops his daughter off at his ex-wife's, and she clearly hates him uh, yeah. <laughs> for obvious yeah. reasons. And then he, <laughs> yeah. he goes to get on the train, but he misses it, and there's a guy there, and the guy offers to play a game and give him money. And have you... Had you ever heard of this game before? Never. No, I've never heard of this game. And once they started, the jockey, the jockey, the jockey, the jockey. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> but hey, I, you just be happy. I didn't try to name the food she was eating in the previous scene. Okay. Yeah. But they're like throw. They got these two like envelopes, like a blue and a red one, and they put like one person puts theirs on the ground, and the other person has to throw their envelope. And flip, it in it. A, and flip it now without like getting too ahead have you seen like the the theory about the the blue and red envelopes i have actually yes okay do you think I there's have. any credence to that without like no you know? i think that's no. stupid yeah okay the, the <laughs> colors that people are saying don't we can talk about it more later yeah. when we get farther in the show but like the colors don't even match what they're talking mm-hmm. about like it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me and if it turns out to be true great but i, I just think that's a weird theory what i really like about this scene is when uh gihan throws his right it just sounds pathetic yeah like oh, the sound design in it sounds it sounds terrible but when the the salesman guy throws his it just sounds booming and thundering as he flips the guys flips the paper and i love this montage they do because they they basically get to the point where he says he'll give him a hundred or is it a hundred thousand won yeah it's a hundred thousand won for every time he flips it 
but he, you know, obviously Gian doesn't have the money, so he says, "Hey, I'll slap you every time." Oh, he lose. says, "He says you can pay with your body." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Gihan's and like, like, he's like, "What?" Wait, what? <laughs> and then he, so there's this really sick montage of of him just like losing and getting slapped and just slap, 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 slap. And I think it's really, really well cut and really well put together. And um, I think the best part of the montage is at the end when Gihan finally flips the other dudes. He doesn't go, yeah. Give me my 100,000 won. He turns, and he's about to smack the shit out of that guy. Yeah, he goes, get, get your face over here. Yeah. He's about to smack him. And the guy's like, hold on, no, here's your money. Yeah, and it's like, your- oh. <laughs> like, it's, it's funny because it's, it's, you know, the human nature in you is like, yeah, now I get to smack you. But it's like, no, that's not what we agreed to. You get money, buddy. Like, yeah. you, if you wanted to smack me, you should have negotiated the deal better. But, like... Uh, you would get caught up in that, right? If you've just right. gotten the shit smacked out of you for however long that was, right? You you flip that, the first thing you're going is, all right, it's fucking payback time. Absolutely, absolutely. So then he wins a good amount of money uh, off this guy, and the guy says, hey, I know all about you. And he basically lists all these things that only, you know, someone who's done some research into this guy would know how much in debt he is, how he signed off his, you know, his rights the earlier in the day to pay these people off. And so my question for you is Sean mm-hmm. about this, because what I found interesting on a second watch is what are they targeting people who are in bad shape? They must be right. They have to be right. Cause you wouldn't have that kind of information just like, uh, like, like he wouldn't be able to just see this guy in the subway and get all that information that quickly. I don't right, think. Right. So they have to be targeting people to, yeah. to enter this game. Yeah. You know what? One part we missed in the recap that uh, I just realized is mm. that, um, we have, uh, I, her name escapes me right at this moment, but she ends up being number 67. Pick. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. For his, uh, for his horse race winnings. And that's why he's not able to pay the guys that beat him up. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. So he gives him a card. With some PlayStation logos on it, <laughs> yeah. and uh, says, "Hey, call this number if you want to play in these games." Gian goes home, and you know he's got. He's like, "Yeah, I got money," and he goes by um, a stall where this woman sells, you know, fish, and it's his childhood friend Song Wu's mother's stall, and he asks about Song Wu, which is important for later, and Song Wu's this the most successful person from their neighborhood, and he went to school here, and he did this and did that, and he owes him a drink because you know he if if. <laughs> Yeah, Gihan wouldn't have brought him to school every day. He wouldn't have made it into college. And what the, a what an amazing like amount of of importance to put on yourself in that scenario. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I brought him to elementary school every day, so he wouldn't have made it to college without me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, just 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 delusions of grandeur here. Yeah, but in in a comical way, his mom just kind of like, "What are you even talking about here? Take some fish for your mom. Get out of here." Yeah, and then he gives her 10,000 won, and he's like, here, there you go. And she's wa- he's walking away, and she goes, this is worth 12,000. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, just, he's just so, uh, you know, on cloud yeah. nine from this money he won by just getting slapped. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he, he gets home to his mother and gives her some, some money, and, you know, she's like, you were stealing. You were gambling. You know, it could never be anything good, right? No, yeah. She, no way he ends up with that money, and it's because he did something good, and... She reveals to him that his daughter and her stepdad and his ex-wife are moving to America. And mm-hmm. he needs to get his financial shit together. Otherwise, 
that he's going to lose his daughter and she's not going to be able to speak Korean and he's not going to be able to communicate with her and he'll just be a stranger to her, you know, which, which um, it's, that's an interesting touch to me that I, I think is very, that's very exclusive to like a foreign language type thing. Like you'd never get, I don't think you'd ever get like a plot point like that in like a, an American yeah, show. You, like, you, that aspect would never, I would never be focused on. If I anything, think. it'd be like, "Yo, cool, they're moving to Korea, and she's gonna learn Korean. That's awesome." Yeah, <laughs> right? it wouldn't. It, yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't touch on that. Uh, that change that would happen, and that la- lack of communication that would occur. It's a bit of a trope, you know, the whole deadbeat dad losing yeah. his kid. Uh, yeah. you know what? It made me think of the Santa Claus. <laughs> When, now when, I'm, I'm just imagining Tim Allen in the Squid Game. Yeah, the, I, the American version of Squid Games is going to be Tim <laughs> Allen. It, like it's got to be. Uh, and he's going to go when he you know gets <laughs> yeah. when red light, green light starts. He's going <laughs> to not know what to do. <laughs> Dude, I can picture fucking Neil perfectly in my head. If you, if, for those of you that don't know, Neil's the name of the. Of the stepdad and the Santa Claus. I'm yes. kind of an expert. Uh, yeah, you are. I, I can't imagine him in, in in Squid Game now. No, I think that's yeah. even funnier. Yeah, you're welcome for that uh, that visual, Sean. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> obviously, this propels uh, Gihan to call the number and enter himself into the games, and he gets picked up by a van, and... The password is red light, green light, and he gets in the van, and they gas him, and he passes out. And the guy driving the van has this crazy black mask on and pink outfit, and he's got a, he's got, is he got a circle? Oh, uh, it's a circle, I think. I I feel like it would have to be. It's a circle because the the square are the supervisors. Yeah, and the triangle are just other guys i i think it's i think it's a circle i think the transport guys are circles i could be wrong though uh, that um, would make sense yep uh I, he's also kind of like he gets in and he's like oh i guess everyone's really tired <laughs> it's like yeah it's like okay dude i would not get in that van <laughs> yeah right and he, he's like how long is it gonna take to get and what what made me laugh is the second watch is the way he falls asleep like looks like the most uncomfortable like he just yeah. throws his head back off yeah. the chair it's like, man, his neck is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, I don't know why that was my, my thought on that, but it just, it, it made me cringe just watching his, his neck like turn like that. Anyway, he wakes up and there's classical music playing and there's this gigantic room with 456 bunk beds in it. And it's a really impressive setup. Um, I love the design of that set. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. And there's stairs to get everybody down from the book because there's beds stacked on top of beds. And uh, everybody's wearing jumpsuits with numbers on them. And, and Gihan's number is 456. And he meets uh, number one, who is a elderly man. And he appears to be counting. And, uh, yeah, he's counting just competitors. And he seems annoyed by Gihan talking to him. Mm-hmm. Uh He's like, I'm trying to count. And he goes, well, there's 456. It says right there. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm counting to, you know, I have a tumor. And I'm trying not to get dementia because that's when my doc. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, he's like, leave me alone. I'm trying to count, you know? 
He has to. And, he re- like he really has to spell. Like he tries to be vague about it at first. Like he he's and then <laughs> Gihan just doesn't get it. And then she's right. like, "Look, dude, I've got a brain tumor. <laughs> like right. I've got a brain tumor. I'm gonna die soon. Just let me count." <laughs> We're interrupted count. by that by our, our our good friend number sixty seven, the pickpocket. Uh, kind of uh, a circle forms around her and another guy uh, whose name again escapes me, and I don't think we learn his name yet, but he's one oh one. Yeah, and he he has this like big like is it a dragon or a snake or something tattoo on his on his neck chin area yeah, some sort like, of huge tattoo he looks like a stereotypical like gangster Mobster gangster kind of, yeah 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 and he's you know talking about some you know history they have that we're not privy to uh about how she screwed him over and all this and he beats her up a little bit but then Gihan recognizes her as the pickpocket so he you know jumps in <laughs> jumps in so confident he just can't, you know, it's all about him and about the money he lost. He can't possibly, you know. And, and it so turns around a- so beautifully because, like, he, he grabs her and he starts, where's my money? Where's my... He, he checks to make sure it's her because there's, like, a scar on her neck. Yeah, she has He's a like, scar on her neck, yeah. Where's my money? Where's my money? And the mob dude comes back in and he knocks him down. And all of a sudden, Gihan's entire attitude kind of changes. Yeah. Where he starts to be like, oh, well, I, uh, she took my money, dude. Uh, <laughs> I know I just well, threw you out almost, of the way. He's almost like, how dare you? Like, yeah. like, like he didn't just do the exact same thing to that guy. You yeah, know? yeah. And they're, they're getting ready to face off. And then he's kind of, the guy starts trying to attack him. And he goes, help, help. This guy's trying to kill people. <laughs> and she's a pickpocket. Someone should help. This is bad. You know, like, yeah. this, is, this is not behavior that's okay. And yeah. he goes, finally, because the door's open. and. I'll walk these soldier type guys in their pink suits and their black masks with oh, man. shapes on them. And they're really cool outfits, dude. How long do you think they spent with those extras? Like, this is how you walk. Cause they got yeah. the walk down. Oh, the, it's incredible. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. I've seen people talk about like, Oh, uh, squid game costume for Halloween. And I'm in my head, I'm thinking that, but people yeah. mean like the jumpsuits that the players do. I'm like, no, give no, me the dude. fucking, the cool ass mask with the with the hood and the pink and all that I, that shit is cool. I feel like it doesn't work unless you can do the walk that they do. Yeah, because they the walk, walk with a lot of confidence and swagger. Like it's, it, 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 I think if without that walk, it, they'd look way goofier than they do. Agreed. I agree. So I would look goofy in it, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, me too. Me too. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So they um start to explain the situation to everybody. Like, Hey, you guys agreed to be in these games. You, uh, you know, if you don't want to play now is the chance, but you will win some money. If you make it through all six days, there's six days of games, six games. And so everybody's kind of like, well, you can't, you know, you drugged us and da, 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 da. And they start showing montages of the different players and how much debt they owe. And, and the first one to actually speak up is song Woo, who, is the person that Jihan was talking about earlier to his mom. He's supposed to be in America. He's supposed to be in America on a business trip, but he is in massive amounts of debt. And it shows the video of all them playing the game where they, with the two pieces of paper cards or whatever. So here's my question. Were all the, I assume it's not one person going around playing that game with everybody. Right. So like, were they, do they all have cameras on their suits? Where's this footage coming from? Yeah. It seems like they all have cameras on them. Which is we don't see Gihan's like specific game to know like where it was, I guess, because that would have been like helpful to know exactly. Yeah, where the camera that's true. Was. Yeah, uh, but we just you know 
we see a bunch of different people and they they name some of them are billions of won in debt. Yeah. Which is nuts to me. But they they all said, okay, now if you don't want to play, here's your chance to get out. So they have everybody line up and they're having them agree to three rules, which are similar to the rules you laid out at the beginning of the podcast. Ooh. Well, it's almost uh, like it's a reference. Yeah, almost. Rule one, a player is not allowed to stop playing. Rule two, a player who refuses to play will be eliminated. And rule three, the games may be terminated if the majority agrees. Now, I like in rule three, it says the games may be That's, terminated. Oh, so here's my question. Oh, I just dropped the pen I was playing with. Uh, here's my question. They're like, I don't think we see anybody go, no, I'm good. I'm going to leave now. They don't show anybody leaving. No. Do you and think they would have actually let anybody leave at this point? I do, actually. Um, I think they would have walked them away from everything, not shown them the game, maybe, mm-hmm. and let them leave. Because, as we find out later on, they are okay with people leaving as long as they don't know how to get there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they would have let them leave. I don't think anybody left. I, I, I'm pretty sure, actually, I'm 100% sure nobody yeah. left because there's 456 players still. Yeah. Knowing what they know after the first game, some of them definitely would have left. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they're not exactly clear with them. Okay, Mike, would you have stayed at this point? Because I think I would have wanted to leave at this point. I would have been freaked out. <laughs> so there's something to be said about, you know, doing what the horde does, right? Yeah. You, you have, the, you have, if, if I, if no one else left, I think my anxiety would have told me you're staying because everybody else. Oh, is. yeah. I feel like maybe, you know and also, I mean? to be in that position, I mean, it's kind of difficult to ask those questions uh, of like myself because I'm not any, I'm not in that level of desperation that right. they target for these games, True. right? We we are not, we are not uh, people that go to the horse race tracks and, and <laughs> no. spend all our money, you know? No, so uh, that definitely is something that, that uh, affects their decision to not, not leave this extreme, because it is extremely sketchy. Like, yeah. even before they start killing people later, like in this episode, getting drugged and waking up in like a giant dormitory is weird. Yes. Even though it is a very nice facility. So I it's, think that would calm nice. me a little bit. It's like, okay, this is a nice facility. These it's guys, clean. you know, it's clean. Did I don't remember. Did the, do the soldiers have guns the first time they see them? No, they don't have guns the first they time don't. they see them. Yeah, so they don't have guns yet. So it's like, I don't know that this is violent. If anything, I'm like, yo, this is like a pretty big operation put on by whatever TV company is doing this game show, right? <laughs> I'm like, wow, Nickelodeon, okay, hey, cool. You're like you looking know. around. You're, you're, they Where, bring where's down the, the aggro crag at, you know? They, I, I, <laughs> they bring down the, the piggy bank, and you're like, oh, they're going to fill that up with slime as we play, aren't they? <laughs> like The sound that plays... When yeah. the piggy bank comes down, that that yeah. pixelated kind of that uh, chip tune sound yeah. is such a cool sound. And it is. Yeah, I'd, if when I heard that, if I heard that, I'd be in. I'd be like, okay. On the topic of just noises that are made in like music, oh my god, the music in this show. I just want to bring that up. Yeah. That the little... uh, k- this, the kazoo song. <laughs> yes, the kazoo song that plays when he's playing when he's playing the paper hitting game, and then yeah. it plays when at the beginning of the episode when the squid game they're showing the squid game is an is an incredible achievement because yes. it starts with just a kazoo and i'm someone who has a kazoo and knows how to play a kazoo 
And it's hard to make kazoo music cool. I'm listening to it, it right now. They it's really it. good. It's so good. Um, and it, it gets more intense, too, and, and almost, almost yeah. menacing in a way. In like the same way that like carnival music becomes menacing, you know? Yeah. We don't in this episode, do we hear any of like the pink guys themes? Is that any of that so. music in here? I don't think so. Because their theme, maybe it's next episode, is like it's the thing I think of when I think of the show. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. So anyway, they start walking them to their the first game and they walk into this Willy Wonka, Dr. Seuss ass. Uh, MC Escher corridor of stairs that's just a giant maze and different colored and it's so it's, cool it's very cool it's it's probably the coolest set in the show um, just because mm-hmm. it's it and you, it you only just, gets cooler as we yes. see more of it that's what I was that's what I was trying to say but yeah. my stupid brain wouldn't push it out <laughs> it, it gets cooler as the show goes on as you learn more about what's going on and they walk them out to this giant dirt play area that you maybe you'd play flag football on as a kid or yeah. or, or baseball or you know yeah and it, but the walls are artificial and the the it looks like a wheat field god i love that and, it looks so good and then in the distance there's a giant robot doll and a couple guards and there's a voice saying please please uh, make your way to the white line and await further instructions the scene before they they take pictures of everybody. Yeah, and we meet my favorite character of the episode, number three twenty four, blonde guy. Because when blonde oh. guy takes his picture, he throws up like the Jeff Hardy, yeah, like, two, yeah. three fingers thing, like that, and then he wants to redo it because he didn't do it good enough. And, and then he gets shoved like, out of the, the way. Fuck, get out of here. And so then they're all lined up, and they they say, "You guys are going to be playing red light, green light. When the doll says green light, you may move. When she says red light, uh, if you move, you're eliminated." And everybody's like, red light, green light. We played that as kids. And the blonde-haired guy and another character said, hey, I bet I'll beat you there first. And it's like, oh, this is not going to turn out well for blonde guy. No. And so they start sprinting when it goes. And blonde guy doesn't quite, you know, stop his momentum when red light is set. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Like, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> he's like, he's flailing his arms around. <laughs> Well, and it's the kind of thing you do if you're if you don't realize you're playing red light, green light to the death, right? You're just playing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like you think you're just playing regular ass red light, green light. And so you think it's okay like, to maybe, whoa. you know, flail you, whoa, whoa, almost got me, you know. Almost got me. Um and he there's a loud bang and he just collapses and everybody goes, What? Huh. And the guy that the guy that he was racing when the screen light again walks up and goes, Hey man, you're eliminated. You can stop messing around and he spits up blood. Oh god. And that's when you realize this is fucked. So, okay, here's my, so going into the show, your first time through, did you know that it, this was going to get fucked? I, yes. Well, I didn't know. I knew that it was like a killing game kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Because that, I, I like, I like that kind of media. I like, um, like, you know, Battle Royale, uh, mm-hmm. Danganronpa, you know, stuff like that. So I knew it was that kind of thing. I didn't know how it was going to play out. When they started playing Red Light, Green Light, I said, oh no, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, I wasn't sure what happened to him because they don't show a bullet or anything. They no. don't show any blood splattering out of him. He kind of, I think he gets shot in the chest or the stomach or something. Yeah. Then when I realized there's all these holes in the walls with guns pointed and I was like, oh no, they're just going to gun everybody down. And people out of being terrified just start sprinting back towards the doors and they're all just getting annihilated because 
for some reason they forgot they were playing red light green light uh, i which, i think that's a human reaction i think I, so too yeah and i'd like to say that i would realize i just need to stay still because i'm playing red light green light yeah but you know who knows in that moment um, I, I think i i think i'd be dead i think i'd turn around and i think i'd run i don't have a whole lot of confidence in my ability to go just stay cool <laughs> Well, at a certain point, don't you think you'd stop, though? That's true. And if I was in a lucky enough placement, because like not because not everybody that moved died. Right. They Because I mean, and they talk about it later in the game, like a uh, um, college boy. Is it saying Wu? Saying Wu. Yeah. Yeah. Saying Wu is like, if you're behind somebody, it can't see you. Right. And we see the pickpocket lady kind of like moving her arm around behind the dude later. But uh so I want to ask you actually how this whole machine works because they they're saying the doll has uh movement recognition technology, right? Mm-hmm. Is it like doing calculations to decide which gun shoots or are there soldiers shooting these guns? I think those are soldiers shooting the guns. So how are how do they know who to shoot? That's a good question. Is the doll telling them? Are they being given instruction? Cuz I think they're trying to get across the idea that it's all automated. Yeah. But that's just, a complex uh, machine, then. I don't know if it could be. Uh, right, it, it does. It doesn't make sense to me. Especially because we see people, like we see the view from the doll, and it's it's when they start to move, they change from like green to red, and there's definitely people that changed to red that weren't killed. True. So maybe it's just like, hey. They get the same. the The soldiers are getting the same layout that the doll sees, or they're just. Well, we know. also we also see a um, we also see like a big command center when they're preparing the game, where like a bunch of these True. dudes in the red hoodies, and we see this we didn't guy mention that yet in this cool black mask walk in, um, and I, I think the most likely thing is the people in that room are getting readouts of the player numbers and relaying those to the snipers. Okay. Okay. I just uh, the, the both times I watched it, I was just wondering how does this machine work? And it's probably the most complex method of killing all these people that they do in the whole show. Right, and it's interesting because a lot of I saw a lot of people before I watched it compared to Saw, and I was yeah. like, okay, this is kind of Saw like, but nothing else in the show is really Saw. Saw's mm-hmm. like the game mousetrap, but it kills people. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like a Rube, a Rube Goldberg machine that kills people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like, like there's just ones later where literally if they just fuck up, they get shot with a gun. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but with, by a soldier. So it, it's not like saw in that way to me, but no, I agree. People are frozen. The ones that lived are frozen and our good man. Number one, the elderly guy oh, just is having the time of his fucking life. <laughs> He's dude. got the best smile on his face. Oh my god. <laughs> he he is the funniest old man. Like just <laughs> He's just having, he's like, he hasn't lived like this since he was a kid. You know, he's just yeah. he's running forward and he's the only one moving. And at a certain point, people go, okay, this is a five minute timer. We got to make it cross this line or we're all going to yeah. die. So other people start moving with him. And speaking of walks, the old man's walk in that, in that portion, uh, another top tier walk in the oh. show. There's, there's one point they do, they start doing a montage to some classical music at one point. And yeah, because. Because they do the montage with the classical music because the dude 
in the black mask who seems to be kind of running this operation goes up to like a private room and, and turns watches, on yeah. some classical music and watches. There's one point where they show the old man at the front lines and he just like stops in time and this pose he has in yeah. his face. <laughs> it's so brilliant. I yeah. love it. <laughs> it's really good. So dur- during this, Gihan gets a dead guy falls on top of him and he's just sitting there paralyzed. But finally, Sangu says, hey, you got to get up. Yeah. You got it. You got to get going. Or you're going to die. So he starts moving. Um, the, the, the whole montage happens and it's brilliant. And um, 67 gets passed and 101 gets passed and Sangu gets passed. And Yan's running out of time and he's but one more green light and he should make it. And he trips. And he then trips over a dead body. He trips. A, a hand grabs him. Player 199. Player 199. Uh, who we don't know his name yet, but he is not of Korean descent. One no. of the few people in the game who is uh, maybe the only one. I, th- I think there's one more that we see. Okay. I mean, I, in I this remember. episode, I think there's one more. Right. So, and he he very strongly holds Gihan and saves his life, and then they both make it past the finish line. My favorite character. Love him. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorites, too. There's about 20 people that just don't make it at the timer, and they all just get shot down. Yeah. And uh as as the music plays and and the um the masked man enjoys his scotch or whatever and and that's that's the end of the episode. God. And you you're left there going, "What the fuck did I just start watching?" And that's that's how that's that's how it hooks you. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's very visceral. There's one part during the montage where you just you're zoomed in on the back of a guy's you know jet black hair oh, on his yeah. head, and you're like oh no and you just see the bullet fucking come out when just a, a explosion of blood and you're just it, like oh that's disgusting it's very graphic the fake blood is really good it is it is actually i, for, I forgot about my favorite shot it's when the second guy gets shot the guy that was competing against blonde guy. Oh and yeah. There's a woman. There's a woman. Yeah. And she has like the biggest eyes. Yeah. And she just gets blood all over her face and her yeah. eyes are so big and she just starts screaming and then gets gunned down. And it's just like, this is like so intense and, and just scary. And man, uh, what a, what an episode of television. Yeah. I think in terms of like the scariest shot for me, is just all of them banging on the door, getting shot from behind. The piles of bodies yeah. at the door. Yeah, yeah it's it's intense, horrific. Yeah. Uh, so Sean, what's if you're playing uh, Red Light Green Light? What's your strat? Okay, so in reality, I think I'm dead. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I, I don't trust myself enough to think that I could keep a cool head and, and pull through. But if I'm looking at this like you know, I'm analyzing the game, right? I think uh, uh, Miss Pickpocket, uh, number what is that? Number sixty-seven. Number sixty-seven has the right idea. Well, you just and uh, Singwoo also does the same thing, and Gihan also does the same thing, where they kind of get behind somebody. Yep. And uh, I think that's the, I think that's the right play. I agree. I agree. I'm a I'm a larger guy, so I don't I don't know that I'd be able to do that. I think I'd, I'd probably just try. I would just take very small movements. Yeah. Because I think well, five minutes is enough time to get there, if you just if you play it safe. Just yeah. the moment that doll head starts turning around, you just stop. You don't yeah, run. and and you're not running because when you run, you keep that momentum, and that's hard to harder to stop. But just taking 
big steps, brisk, big steps, you know, which is what the old man does when you see, cause he's not, that's kind of what I think is so entertaining about his, his movement is that he's not running. He's walking really fast yeah, and digging walking, really big he's steps. Almost, he's almost cartoon tiptoeing. <laughs> yeah, he know? is. Yeah. Like, like how like someone sneaking around in a cartoon takes these big exaggerated tiptoes, you know, yeah. he's almost doing that. It's incredible. I think that's either your strat, your strat or my strat, I think are both pretty good strats. We want to do this thing where every time there's a game played in an episode, we pick the MVP of the game. To me, there are two options. Ah, there, there might be three. You can convince me on old guy, but I, I think blonde guy could be the MVP because he takes the first bullet. <laughs> <laughs> do you do, does he deserve mvp for that i don't know man i, f- I feel like it's uh, without him more Nobody people knows. might have died <laughs> but and without him would they all have panicked and you know i guess they would have panicked yeah. eventually or my other option is one, number 199 who saves gihan's ass i mean uh, when it comes to mvp in the game for like the person that made me go fuck yeah let's go it's 199 right now i think if you're analyzing it and you're looking at it from like if you were on the field right your mvp is the old guy because you're looking at him and you're you've got like a a north star right you've got like this is what i need to do this guy knows what he's doing i'm following him true (laughs) yeah exactly all right i think i think we're both in agreement it's it's uh it's number one it's it's the old man yeah he's he's the mvp of this game we'll give it to him yeah because he because you know He's doing all that while also having a good the time, time of his life, the time of his life, literally. So, yeah. Awesome. I don't know. We, we didn't really talk about how we wrap this up. Is there a, do we, do we like ask our audience a question? Do we, I, I mean, I'd love to know people, if anybody has, uh, first of all, a different MVP than us. Yep. If you're just yep, watching the episode and you're like, you're looking at those. Cause that's something that I like to do is I like to look at the extras in the background. Right. Especially in mm-hmm. something like this. If there's somebody in there who you like the dude with like this haircut, he's really good. Or, uh, I, I want to know that. I want to know, uh, if you disagree with our strategy or if you think you have a better strategy yeah. for Let surviving. Us know if you have a better strat and if you have a, a better MVP or just like someone you notice in the background who like makes you laugh or something. Cause mm-hmm. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. That shit's funny. But yeah, th- this has been, uh, uh, oh wait, you're the host. Sorry. You can do the host thing. Yeah, okay, well, this has been the Squid Pro Quo. Uh, uh, Mike, do you want to, like, promote anything before we, we get out of here? Well, uh, since you're already listening to Squid Pro Quo, uh, let me say that this is going to be on all podcasting services and YouTube, Ooh. believe it or not. Um, and thank you guys for checking it out for the first episode. Um, if you want to hear me talk more, I do another podcast called The Answer Report Podcast. It's about Kingdom Hearts. Not really the same vibe. Um, so maybe check out Sean's Sean's podcast instead. Sean, give him a podcast to check out. Uh, I, I, I like how you threw to me, like, you're the host. You you do this when you're going to be setting up all the platforms and stuff. So I have no information well, no, I, to I, share I, with people. Uh, no, just tell them about your podcast, you freak. Not yeah, yeah, another no, different no. one. I meant I meant at the uh, earlier when you threw to me as the host. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, for me, wait, are we gonna have a Twitter for this? <laughs> I mean, it's at, gonna be like nine episodes, right? Does it need a whole Squid Twitter? Pro, Squid Pro Quo. I mean, honestly, I kind of want a Twitter just for the app. Okay. 
All right, do I'll you... work on it. There might be a Twitter. I don't know. We we really just kind of did this at the seat of our pants, everybody. So uh, things might have changed drastically since the time we recorded this to when you're hearing oh, it. But... I think somebody has squid quo pro... <laughs> Fuck, squid pro quo. Oh, Man, no. I knew you were going to mess it up at <laughs> some point. Uh, you know, if you guys want a podcast that's kind of like this, it's talking about the stories in this way. Um... Uh, I'm a plug speak the words because that's a podcast that I really love doing. Uh, it's not entirely this vibe, but we're still kind of recapping a story in a, in a way. Um, it's about a book series called the stormlight archive and Mike is going to be on at some point. Oh yeah, that's right. I am going to be on like a week and a half or something about it. Yeah, that's kind of like the point. That's kind of like, that's the entire, that's the entire reason you're coming on. Sean, we need a sign off for this podcast, like a. Well, we know that the podcast can only be terminated if the majority agrees. That's true. Um, so I'm, I would like to terminate this episode of the podcast, Sean. I'm going to go ahead and second uh, the termination. And, okay, uh, so we can terminate the podcast, but if we decide we want to come back later, if the majority decides they want to come back later, then we can. Yeah, and we might okay. decide to come back later like... Like a week from now or something, or two weeks yeah, from now. I don't, I don't yeah, know well, what the release schedule is going to be gonna like. Gonna work. Yeah, we have no clue what we're doing. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. want you to know i'm like every time you say squid pro quo even though we're Uh not like keeping this part i'm like terrified you're gonna fuck it up